0: This episode is brought to you by Healing Green Farms. CBD made for you. Get safe, pure CBD products handmade by local experts to fit your needs.
1: Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that.
0: Hello and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Sarah Madras. And I am Jenny Mitchley. Oh, and this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. I thought you were gonna do it. I changed it up on you. Because <laughs> I was like, let me see how she handles this. Boom. Did it. I got it. Smoo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, fair warning for those listening to this episode whenever it airs. I don't know when it's going to air because I don't have the calendar in front of me. We have not been in the studio for a month. Sarah was traveling her family, and so we're a bit punchy today. So that I'll just come. means it's more fun. It's going to be more fun. I'm just letting you know. I'm giving right. you fair wording. Are you prepared?
2: I am prepared, yeah.
0: <laughs> Can you
2: handle all
0: of this?
2: I think we'll be good. I think we'll yeah. be good.
3: We're typically fun. extra, and now we're going to be like, like, like extra. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that gave me a flashback. That was a commercial for a gum yeah, in, the, in the 90s. Right?
3: And it was for a show. Oh, no, the extra gum, not doublement. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And Wasn't it's, that like, a- it's
3: literally that new show where it's like extra and it had the like. Oh, yeah. yeah was,
2: mm-hmm. I thought it was like the extra read all about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's show, going yeah.
0: back to like Newsies or something.
2: That's right. right?
0: Everybody bit that. It's catchy though. Everybody <laughs> bit that? Yeah. They <laughs> take a little chunk and read,
3: <laughs> shoot it up. And made it their own. From Newsies to the commercial of the gum, I got it. To the new show of, like, Entertainment Tonight. Extra, extra.
0: Like, Uh I had that momentary checkout of, I'm going to have a sip of my coffee. And then she's like, (laughs) everybody bit it. And I was like, what? I
1: like, I knew what she meant. I knew that on a bumper sticker. Everybody bit that. (laughs) Like that line from the Jay-Z song. Your mom's like a bus route. Everybody wrote her. Yeah. It (laughs) has the same cadence.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, Jenny, can you please? No, Jenny's done.
1: All right. No, so, not the same thing, Jenny. I'm
3: like, we're going to have our guest introduce himself because Jenny is laughing uncontrollably.
2: Jenny's done betting. She's done eating
3: that.
0: <laughs> I just want to take a drink of my coffee. <laughs>
3: can you please tell our audience who you are, what you're about, and why you're here
2: today? Why am I here? Who am I? So my name is Mark McNally. I'm originally from Belfast, which is the north of Ireland. I have no idea how I ended up in North Carolina because we could never literally couldn't pick it on a map if you asked me back in Ireland. But we've been here 14 years. I'm now a local business owner, slice entrepreneur, uh, inventor, I guess, and DJ on the side. So I'm what a little bit a of skip of everything. <laughs> what kind of DJ? <laughs> right, nice wedding DJ? But okay. I, I still,
1: yeah, I used to do a lot of that. Club seems DJ. like a fun way to. To spend an evening, it is. If you are going to have to go time. to a wedding, that would be the best place to stand, I think. Yeah, it's it's not a hard <laughs> gig. It's pretty fun, and I'm still
2: a, like a beat mix DJ, so everything is turntables, is is live. So it's nice, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a fun side hustle.
0: Yeah, and I actually I was at a concert at Coastal Walnut Creek, where the Walnut Creek Walnut, you can Walnut Creek. Call it okay. That. okay, I don't know what to call it anymore, but the anyway, I was there at a concert. It's the amphitheater here in Raleigh, whatever. And like I was in the, the v- VIP. Yeah, Mark got us into the VIP section where he was <laughs> DJing. And my invitation got lost. You were not got lost? You didn't want to go to the Dave Matthews concert. That's true. (laughs) Been there, done that, got the bruises to prove it. And that's yeah, that's why it was (laughs) I brought Diane with me. (laughs) That Makes sense, right? (laughs) We ate cookies, wink, and (laughs) hung out in the VIP section.
2: Drank two expensive drinks.
0: Drank way twenty dollars beers. like fifty five dollar like those. It was like fifty bucks for two like cocktails. Like it was crazy.
1: Yeah, we get to my wife and I when my daughter was in marching band. We get to work all the concerts to pay off their band tuition. Mm -hmm. So you get to work for Live Nation, and so I worked like fifteen concerts Mm -hmm. last year. And it's crazy that people are like, how much is it? I'll take two. Everybody's terribly offended, but it's like, it doesn't matter. Right.
0: I'm (laughs) starting to get it anyway. And I don't understand because there are price gouging laws. But like how. That's
1: price gouging. It
0: is 100% price gouging. How do they not, like, how do they get around it?
1: Like a 16 ounce, like IPA is like, how much is that? That's $18. Just give me your wallet and leave. (laughs) Because that's a lot of fun to pour beers there. Yeah. like out of the tap right because everybody's loaded so I like to pour them all the way to the top yeah. so that you can you can see the meniscus on the top of the on the top of the, the thing Weston spill yeah. yeah and they're always <laughs> <Weston spill laughs> they're ordering two, two, they're all here. ordering too and they're like <laughs> <laughs> splash splash and they're like dang it but they're always grateful they're like yeah fill it to the top my man and they still come back for more. <laughs> yep. right?
2: Yeah, my wife hates going to concert for me, because like, I'm one of those ones that kind of blags my way into the front. Right, I'll buy the cheap seats, and I'll say, honey, we're not sitting here. We're going to the front. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. We don't have those tickets. Like, don't watch, worry about watch it. Watch this. We're going. Hold my beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's the accent that just gets me across doors, but... <laughs> It always works. Like weird they seem you with thing. the band. Yeah, he's <laughs> with the band. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why. Well,
0: yes, yeah. and that's and that's funny. That um, it's always going to be the accent. That's how you got on this show. Was the accent? There you like, go. <laughs> we're going to have an Irishman on. He's just going to talk, and people are going to like it. It's listener- like when we had Claudia, we're like, she's English. People will listen to her.
2: Our listeners, <laughs> our listeners may need like uh, subtitles, like subtitles. translation at the yes. end of it, but. They'll keep listening. Hopefully,
0: it's really funny because like when I'll be at my parents' house or whatever, I always know when my dad's been like when we're when we all watch the same shows. Like I always know when my dad was watching because the cl- captions would be turned on, especially like Outlander. Yeah, and because he can't understand the Scottish brogue. And- yeah, <laughs> so all the closed captions are on just for that's that's TV shows. That's really cute. And yeah, sorry, Dad, in advance when you're listening to this, you might have to listen to it at a slower speed.
2: Yeah, <laughs> my wife was hooked on Outlander, but. You guys are not watching it for the, the the actual content, right? It's just the visual part of it. Yeah, it's really, what you're watching it for.
3: Well, yeah. and we'll have to have a whole episode based on the season finale because I was like, we need to discuss this.
0: Yeah, no, and yeah, she texted me. She's like, if you, and I was like, I haven't. Those of you who listened to the five-ish binge-worthy shows that Sarah and I did, and I, I said think I, I
1: think there were nineteen. Which there was might I out right.
0: There was like thirty. So I don't know. And that's not and, a title
1: that invites you to listen. No,
0: it was like the five. <laughs> no. And I said, I made the commitment and I was doing the Arrowverse and I'm so glad I did, but it is a commitment. And so like I stopped watching everything else, including Outlander. I'm like, I'm just going to wait. And then when everything's out and even don't talk to me about this is us. Don't talk to me about anything.
1: I I love that you put like a moral component on this. I'm finishing this. I am. This is about commitment. In resiliency. It is. And I believe in myself. <laughs>
0: I made a commitment. That's because I was like, she's very fond of herself. <laughs> that, that is like an accomplishment. And because I had to have a spreadsheet of how to watch these things in order and to make sure I wasn't like going to. look, I made the commitment I'm following through.
2: <laughs> it's so hard though to weird because social media just it ruins all those things for you if you don't watch it at the same pace as everybody yep. else. We did that with Ozark when we started watching. We went up finish it. And then everyone's posted about the Ruth. Well, Ruth was... Ah,
0: (laughs) I haven't watched the last one that just...
3: You're going
2: to have to put a spoiler alert on (laughs) the top of this one. I've probably ruined it for all... I'm
0: sure Ruth did something.
3: I'm going to be really fucking pissed if she's dead and he just fucking puts it. She's coming
2: back for the next one. Shows
0: it. But anyway, but yeah, so the part two... I
3: feel like it is now, again, once again, my job to be like,
0: and... Let's come back <laughs> to the show. Why are you here, Mark? Mar- yeah, so Mark, because <laughs> sometimes we do like to bring the the content back to a business focus every now and again, <laughs> or at least Even- focus on the guy. And it is right. <laughs> this is fun. This is why we're in business and comedy. I'm just saying. Um, and uh, but yeah, but sometimes we like to talk about things that are relational to entrepreneurs and and professionals and like. Stories that we can share and and grow from and learn from. And Mark has a pretty cool one.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
0: And I
3: legitimately want to know about whole inventing thing. Yeah. When I first started my business, my office was in North Raleigh, and the guy above me invented some kind of valve. And literally, like, yeah, invented the valve, make millions of dollars. (laughs) People use that shit every day. And I was like, (laughs) tell tell me what I need to invent. Tell me how do I do this. How do I invent something? And then just sit back. Because literally, he just had the office. He rented one little space so mm-hmm. that he could be like, here's my office address. Yep. And he was like, yeah. Invented it. Got it. Did my, like, paperwork. He's like, and it's good. And I was like, I fuck her. I need to invent like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And Mark invented
2: I, I something. I think I've always had that. There was in the background that kind of inventor, man. Because I remember going back 10 years, we'd come through an airport and we were so tired. Everyone's laying on the floor. Everyone, I said to my wife, and, and she swears. This was her idea, but it's going to be mine. We need somewhere we can check in at the airport and to go sleep for a while. The flight's not taking off for four hours. Go get a kip and have someone come wake you up when your flight's actually ready to go. Sure enough, we went through, Yeah, I think it was Atlanta Airport five years ago, and they had it. We literally booked into a little room, fell asleep, played on the computer a little bit, and someone else invented my idea. So I had to do something else. <laughs>
0: That's what my dad says about windshield wipers. And I was like, those were invented like before you were born, Dad. You means they were? He's like, it's my idea. Shut up.
2: <laughs> but our latest, so our latest invention, so a little background on the story. So we did come to Mary G from Belfast, from Ireland. We really had nothing at that time. We left with a suitcase each. It was myself, my wife and our young, young daughter, who's now a senior year, which is crazy. How old was she at the time? She was two and a half. Oh, wow. So we rented out our house in Belfast. We jumped on a plane. We landed in Florida, of all places, with no jobs and a couple of weeks to stay with her grandparents. I got a job with a filter company, fast forward, moved up here with another company. And after 13 years, I bought that company. So that's uh, FSI Mechanical. It's a commercial heating and iron refrigeration company. But they're a big filter company too. So I said to myself, well, we could do this at home. I just need to invent something. That's where the inventor made, came back again. Yeah, And we invented our own reusable plastic frame that has a filter. So we ship that all over the US.
3: So, how does wine? Like that that felt like a big leap. Obviously, I need some pieces. I need the pieces in the middle break it there. Up, break it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one huge leap of courage, and that takes chutzpah beyond measure. Of We are going to be unemployed and pack one suitcase and our two-year-old across the world and live with my wife's grandparents for a few weeks and completely start over. So yeah, let's just pause scary. for a second and like pay respect to that shit. You know, no, that's courage. That <laughs> exactly. Is my... That is a next level courage. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So that's I the $10 to... in my bank account story. That's like a, the resiliency and the, the faith that something good is going to happen. Yep. And yep. you just yep. got to. So I want to first hear
3: more about that. Yep. Where does that inspiration, thought, faith, resiliency come from?
2: Sure. My wife.
3: <laughs> <laughs> ah, good answer. <laughs> I'm
2: like... Hey, I've been married 14 years. Yeah. I know the right answers. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had dual nationality. She was Irish-born, lived in Ireland. But when we married, you know, she said to ourselves, why don't we try a You know, I've got the passport. You can get a green card. Let's just go try it. At that time, we lived in Belfast. And it was the city, you know, a lot of crime and stuff like that. Lovely country. But we thought we could do something better than this for us and also for our daughter. So we literally just tried it. And the goal was, let's go for three months. And then it was six months. And I remember at the airport, like all my family seeing me off and like, I'm crying. I'm a grown man, married with, with a kid and I'm just bawling my eyes mm-hmm. out because I'm, I'm leaving and I'm not sure if I'm coming back. And I remember we got here, I think it was about a year afterwards. My wife got homesick and wanted to go home. i like, we are not going back. We're here to stay. But it, it's been a great journey. It's one of those cliche American dream situations, but it's true. You know, right. We, we literally did, did that giant leap and hope for the best. If it doesn't work, you go home. Thankfully, it did work.
3: So am I correct in understanding that your why was essentially a better life for your daughter is because you saw things uh, like crime and not the best place to just things like that. And you wanted more for her.
2: Yeah, for sure. That was the the driving motivation. And they say was the children, you know, our daughter, let's get her out of this environment. Like we did well, but the percentage of that happening wasn't, wasn't high. So Mm -hmm. we thought let's just do it for her. And it turned out to be great for us all. So it was a win-win. Right. All all around. Uh, We now have three. So that that one is extended to two more.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: We've been been busy when we were here.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I love it. What's interesting is, so like Jenny said at the top of the show, I went traveling for my family. We went to Italy to do a heritage trip. When I was on the plane going over there, the stewardess said something to me in Italian and I was like, "Ah." I said, I I speak English. And she was like, oh, she switched English. She's like, oh, I wish I lived in America. And I was like, really? And I was because we're trying to move out of the country. Correct. Cause I was like, (laughs) I'm sitting there being like, it must be so glorious to live in Italy. That's what I'm thinking as an American. And so I was like, really? I was like, tell me more. Why? And come to find out, like what you're saying, she was like, when you're here, she's there is no moving up. She's like, you wait, the environment you're in, this is it. Yep. And she's, there's no moving up your income. There's no moving up a job. There's no moving up stuff. There's no expansion. Yes, absolutely. This is it forever.
2: Yeah, you're kind of stuck. And I had a decent job. I worked in a high-rise office for civil service. You got that kind of job, that's where you retire, right? Mm-hmm. The pace sucked, but you always had a job for life. You thought that's where you stay and you get stuck in that moment where you don't feel like you can expand or even start your own business. Like the thought of doing that in Ireland, where I was from, was just insane. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you come to the American, you trucks driving in the road of all kinds of businesses. Like they have one for sharpening knives and they have one for the TV. I'm like, how in the hell do you have a a business where you buy TVs? Is that yeah. a thing? Is people willing to spend money to let people come in and mount the TV for them? Right. <laughs> but it's true. Like the small businesses are just everywhere. It was just intriguing to me that this was this is how it works in America, mm-hmm. and
1: the opportunity was here. I Thought that same thing when I see like a TV mounting van go by. I'm like, how many people are. Like, is this, but that's the it thing. It takes right? 40 minutes to mount a TV now, but someone has failed at some point,
2: right? And the TV <laughs> that they just bought just crashed to the ground anymore. Yeah. Here but, you can mount this and it'll stay up on right. the wall.
0: Right. And that speaks to understanding that there's a niche market for anything. Yes. And that it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have millions of clients. It just means that you have to, or millions of dollars to start. Yeah. yeah. But it also means like you can fill your calendar with home installations or whatever, right? Like you can fill up your calendar with the people that need blank. Yep. And it's going to, if you're a a single, a solopreneur, or maybe you're only looking to have three or four employees, like you're not looking to be a Lowe's or Home Depot, like you can, there's an opportunity there. And it's just about relationships and marketing and and networking and building that business to the point where it's sustainable. Yep. And then you can either, of course, this speaks to also the next, Part of building a business to sell or building a business to for a legacy. Um, and like understanding that you need to have an exit strategy from the start, even if you even if you acknowledge that you don't have an exit strategy, like for now, you have to see where it goes. But what is the end goal? And everybody's end goal is going to be different. And there is room in the market 11, 13 million people in North Carolina. I can't take everybody's picture. Yep. So true. <laughs> I can't do the marketing for everybody. Exactly. I can't create content for everybody. Yeah. I have a limited amount of bandwidth. Well, and it's interesting because of what you're saying. <laughs> It's so true
3: over here is the culture over here is very much entrepreneurial and the truck that goes around mounting TVs is a business, all the things, whereas over, or at least what you're saying. In in, Europe or
2: yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. in general, yeah.
3: Because when I was on the trip, I'm, we're going to all these businesses, wineries, doing all these, and I'm having, because it was also a business trip as well, tax attorney and IRS. (laughs) And I'm well, and it was them. I mean
0: you were absolutely well
3: I was looking for retreat centers I was having conversations with entrepreneurs of tell me what's the need over we were here. doing R and D and correct yep. yeah
0: mm-hmm. and they're
3: sitting and they're like no like here's my winery because I was telling the owner and I was like you could have rehearsal dinners you could have retreats yeah you could have I was like do you advertise for a wedding and she was like no and I'm like Ooh, that's a whole other revenue it's like yep. multiple revenue streams. and then she's like but I
0: don't need it exactly. And she's, but I'm good. And I'm like, that's hey, how people. I can take two months off a year for vacation. I was like, how many people do you have working here? She was like,
3: other than my three sons, me and my husband. And she was like, three other people. And I was like, how are you doing? All and they're happy. This? And they are happy.
2: They are happy. They are it,
3: completely content, completely happy. And they're like, I'm good. Why do you want me to do? Stop. Leave me alone, lady. And yeah. I was just sitting
0: there. I just need to sit here and learn. Yeah. Rather than being like... But that is also how they can take two months of vacation throughout the year and go away for... And they have afternoon siestas and they... Right. are able. That's correct. why
2: they're happy because they're having correct. siestas, yeah. right? Correct. I think the world would be happier if we all had siestas. That's
0: what I've said for years. And yeah. that's why I've... You know, we, we go back and forth about having a real couch in this space because Joe and I are both like, yeah, we would just sleep. No, a twin bed. Just do a little twin <laughs> futon. And- no, no, that is not really that kind
1: a, of studio. <laughs> a
0: little futon that goes...
3: Again, They're, not that kind of studio. But my point to that question. <laughs>
2: There's room for it though. We could turn it into that. Totally.
3: My t- point to that question was because you've seen both of those. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I need to learn from what I'm seeing over here and bring it back over there to bring more balance to my business yeah. and to the culture. Are, did you see that as well and be like, all right, yay, American dream entrepreneurship and some of the lessons in the culture of it doesn't have to be hustle or it doesn't have to always be more and more.
2: Yeah, and I think back home people live for the weekend. That's the thing. As long as you get through your five days, the weekend is awesome. Monday. So I think what I do with that is bring that to here, where I still work my ass off if I can say that on your show. Monday's you not gonna be saying motherfucker <laughs> earlier. <laughs> so he's gonna edit all out later on, right? No, uh, no, But I make sure that I have that balance. So one of the things my wife always does is make sure we go on a lot of vacations. Like people think that I'm a professional vacationer. My wife is just like our agent, but. It, you have to do it. If your mind is constantly running on multiple businesses or multiple ideas or whatever, like she has to pull me away from that. Yep. And we always do cruises. That's their main thing is let's get him on a cruise where his phone doesn't work and he can't yes. check yep. emails and all yep. that kind Madison. of stuff. And then COVID hit and we can't bloody cruise. Our vacations are different now because the phone does come out a lot, right. unfortunately.
0: Right. Yeah, it was, I that was a big thing. And this was back in, in 2019, we went on a cruise and it was, I was still on a very formative stages of, my business and we hadn't like the podcast wasn't even a, a twinkle in our eye at that point. Like it was just and it I had to set the autoresponder saying I will not be available and like prep for a lot. and I as much as I was prepping people around me I was prepping myself. I'm gonna be checked out. I'm gonna have three hours of cell service when I'm in Mexico on Tuesday. That is the only time I'm gonna have cell service and and yet But it was also like it was great. Mm. It was great to be checked out and I think. Honestly, like part of what COVID did for me and, and part of that pandemic thing was like understanding that I had to figure out other ways to check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I completely, I get, I feel the questions all the time of like, I see you're everywhere. I see you're doing this and that and you're on social media all the time. And I'm like, no, I'm not. You're like, it's scheduled. <laughs> and it's strategic. I maybe spend a maximum of 30 minutes on social media, all the platforms by myself, like yeah. for myself during the day. And it's because, you know, I do it strategically. I go look in groups. I go look at. And so I miss the other things and and some of the other engagement things, which sometimes I'm like, wait, where was I? Who's having a what and doing where and what? But at the same time, it's also like this release because I've had to really focus in and learn how to reduce the distractions so that I can be more productive so that I can. And some of that is is a huge challenge. And some of it just means that I have to figure out different ways to check out.
2: Yeah. Right, I think for me, it forced me to slow down. And sometimes that's where mm-hmm. new ideas come from because yes. your mind is not racing all the time. So our latest invention literally came through the COVID years, you know. It's like something can happen when your mind is slowing down for a while and you got time to think about something mm-hmm. else other than all the stuff that you're doing yeah. every day. Because
3: there's no space for inspiration exactly, and inspired yeah. ideas to come in. If yeah. You're,
0: yeah, That's what happens to yeah. me in the car. And then yeah. I'm always driving and I can never write anything down. I'm I'm convinced that I've lost like millions of dollars because I've had ideas while driving and I don't remember them by the time I get voice record it but then I'd have to shut off the Spotify and turn off the Bluetooth it's a whole thing of like (laughs) you're funny okay so that's dangerous too
3: don't you shouldn't be playing with your phone while you're driving that's true that's true so you have the we understand the why got here inspiration so then how does one go from oh I'm working at air conditioning commercial air conditioning and then boom I'm inspired
0: by an idea. I need some blanks. Well and I bought the company and then I'm inspired by an idea. <laughs> I, I need some blanks filled in please
2: Yeah, sure. So I uh, the first job I got in Florida was with a filter company. And it's back to what we were saying about the someone's paying you to do that. But it was they were paying me to come in and change their filters because they didn't want to do it. So fast forward I came up here and took on another filter and mechanical company just worked my way up and eventually bought it. But the brainstorm for the filter for the home was, you know, again, during the COVID years, like everyone's staying at home. but We don't have as much business going on in the commercial side. We could do the same thing at home. We just need to invent this filter frame to house the filter that we already use.
0: So, and then, and like to say, so for us at home, I go on, I have it subscribe and save on Amazon and I get six filters at a time. Yep. It comes every six months, maybe more frequently in the summer, but it comes in the the paper casing with the filter inside yep yep and it's like the big thing and then that just gets delivered to my house and they sit out in the shed until i need them and yeah know, whatever
2: it's like the standard filter people have used for decades because they haven't really seen anything different they can yep. at least try to i didn't you, know i didn't know they're no. trying to reinvent the filter but for us we've always had this material that we use for filtration and,
0: and they're not recyclable they're not they're not like you just throw them away and yep. it's just taking up more space in the landfill
2: Yep. okay yep. So we we set about trying to invent this plastic reusable frame that you could send it the first time, and then we just send the refills, and it's the remainder too. Like nobody remembers to the change their filters, right? Don't. Right. Even I don't, and I'm in the industry. My wife's like, honey, you work in our organization. Can we get our damn filters changed, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, seeing stuff grow I on the vents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't tell my listeners that, or your listeners <laughs> that. It's it's just truth.
0: I can't recharge. Like I actually have to get like the ladder to yeah. go. It's really high where I would have to change the filter, and so I have to ask got to do it and then it's like leaving it out and saying hey can you change the filter today yeah hey did and then a week later hey did you change the filter yet yeah <laughs> yeah i think that- and yeah because when you have to rely on somebody else like i yeah so i would pay really- someone to come in and change my filter for me right or- was it did
2: you so it's really- another big business right <laughs> totally totally
0: did
3: you really get inspired to change it because of i want to save the world blah blah
2: Honestly, no. I was just saying, I call <laughs> bullshit. I heard bullshit all
3: that.
2: <laughs> you know, the, the, the light bulb moments, I'll never forget it. It was one of our filter supplier, actually our manufacturer of the actual filter material, called me like probably a year ago before even COVID was out and said, hey, I've got this antimicrobial filter that we're selling all over Florida. You guys want to try it? I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't think our customers will sell or buy that. So we said no. COVID hit and who's my first call? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you remember that antimicrobial filter, dude? <laughs> I need a truckload of it next week. So that was Friday. On Monday morning, we get in and a bunch of our customers, like credit unions and banks and restaurants were like, hey guys, we need to upgrade our filter. What have you got? And I was like, I got you.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got a
2: truck coming this week. We got you figured out. But that's where I thought about the home. At that moment, I'm Like, we need to figure out a way to do this in residential. So we started trying to do it here in North Carolina. That was our goal. We want to do this here. We want to make it here. We want to make sure that everything is bid. Not only in the U.S. but in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So we started. Uh, we knew nothing about manufacturing. Right, that's not what our play is. But we started visiting plastic companies all over North Carolina, and I think we went to our first one, and the guy says, "Yeah, we could we could do that for you. It's uh, thirty-five thousand dollars for one mold." I was like, "Okay, how many filters does that get?" And he said, "One." <laughs> I was like, so "You telling me for eighteen different sizes? I got to make eighteen different molds? That ain't happening." So we. Moved on to the next one, and, and it just kept getting doors shut where they just couldn't figure out what my brain was telling me that we could do, mm-hmm. and my business partner, Tim. And we were in, an, I think we it was in Burlington, we had one more plastics meeting to go to. And I'll never forget, we're driving to the appointment to meet this these engineers, right, in the, in the plastic industry, and I told my business partner, pull over. And we stopped at a pizza joint, and I walked into that, and I gave the lady a dollar for a pizza box. And we went into the interview and we sat down with these, you know, smart engineers and I had this pizza box in front of me, I flattened it out and said, I want you to make me that in plastic. And that's where our filter frame was born. That's why I brought the pizza box. There.
3: Wow. But
2: yeah. That's how it all started.
3: Is that the same pizza box?
2: That is the exact.
0: I pizza love box. it! It's a pizza box. That is the pizza can, box. We'll take a picture of it and share it. Yes, I love that. for yeah. that. But that's, yeah, that's awesome.
3: We would like to thank our sponsor, Healing Green Farms, and they grow CBD. Let me tell you, CBD has been giving me the best sleep for like the last two and a half, three years. I wake up feeling rested instead of having crazy dreams and basically working out all my crap and my dreams. <laughs> it's a nice,
0: quiet sleep.
3: It's a nice, quiet, restful sleep thanks to CBD.
0: Fantastic, yeah. And Healing Green Farms is a local farm. Uh, actually, it's been a generational family farm, and they grow the cannabis plants in their the hemp plants. It's actually hemp. Uh, they grow those in a greenhouse, and the stuff that they produce is actually seed to bottle. So it's locally grown, farmed. They bring it to a local lab to do the thing that makes it go from like plant to the product that then gets created into the oils and salves and tinctures and all the things, which is a really cool thing. So if you're local to North Carolina, you can actually go visit them at the Highway 42 Market in Willow Springs, North Carolina. Um, If you are not local to this area, you can find them online at healinggreenfarms.com where you can find actually products for your pets. We give Ruby CBD. Like that's one of our things for for poor Miss Ruby Sue when we Mm -hmm. have to go... (laughs) She needed some help for a little while. Yeah, the pet CBD is awesome. So visit healinggreenfarms.com, healinggreenfarms.com. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. uh, And you can also visit the Highway 42 market in person and see what's happening at the market on um, Facebook and Instagram as well. They have a bunch of vendors that they bring in. They like to support other local small businesses. They have fresh produce. And we are grateful to them. So thanks to our sponsors, Healing Green Farms. (laughs)
2: Yeah. So fast forward now we have it manufactured. We make it right here in Garner, North Carolina. We ship it across North Carolina right now, but later this year we are hoping to take on America.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You hear it you heard it here first, people. Yes. I love it. I love Filters it. direct USA taking over the country, taking over the world.
3: And it like literally opens like a pizza box. It does. It opens like does. a pizza box. Yeah. yeah.
2: So yeah, that's we'll do it. We'll have to do a video.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do a video. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, for sure. Yeah, for well, sure. We're not trying to make the world a better place, if I'm honest, but a, a healthier environment. You know, our right. filter is a healthier, it's less waste. So we're looking to give something to the homeowner that makes it easier so they don't forget to do it. Because we've all made that mistake. We buy a bulk load of box of filters. We stick them yeah. in the garage and, you know, nobody remembers to change them. So ours comes just when it's time mm-hmm. to do
0: it. That's I would also be triggered when I'd like go to the shed and... Like to go grab beer or something and be like, oh, yeah, we got to change our filters.
2: It's we'll fine. do it next week. Yeah.
0: Right? <laughs>
3: well, and you're talking and I'm like sitting here going, oh, because Matt does the one at home. Obviously, that's that's not in my brain to manage that. But then I'm going, oh, crap, at my office. I literally have not changed it since I purchased.
2: Uh uh-huh. I'm going to check them before I leave. <laughs> oh my God. I actually do that everywhere I go. I kind of <laughs> look up to the. Apparently, the you know how to check their client. filters. Mm hmm. It happens every restaurant, every place. Like, like I it. just made y'all do it. Y'all looked up with the filter up on the seat. Like, There's a guy like you that comes and changes yeah. them. Yep. <laughs> See, you guys pay a guy to change your filter, Somebody
0: right? comes and changes them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yes, apparently Denom Alliance is is now going to...
3: Now you're just blasting (laughs) by shit, uh, throwing shade. I'm not throwing shade. I was saying that Mark has a new client with Denom Alliance. I'm changing them right now. Everybody that comes into the office, every client, and you're totally
0: healthy. Everything's fine. You're breathing. (laughs) Great. And if you, too, forget to change your air filters, there is a solution for you. Just saying. Or you would rather outsource that shit. Because we totally get the outsourcing right? of um, the shit that we don't want to do.
3: But real talk from a consumer standpoint, yeah. I'm like, okay, yay. Like from an entrepreneurial, I'm like, I cheer you on. Yay. From a consumer, I'm like, all right, how does this benefit me?
2: Sure. So uh, we probably had a few pressure points, right? So the first one is it delivers right to your door when you're supposed to change it, not when you want to change it. So every three months, this package drops on your doorstep and that's the trigger point. Hey, we need to change our filters now it's been three months so it doesn't go six seven the second part is the convenience of it that like you don't have to go to the store and come home disappointed because you couldn't find all your filter sizes or they try to you know, bend you over at the store and charge it triple the price because hit, and now they can so ours is just cheaper it's less waste um, because the plastic free and we give you free the first time is reusable so there's a few different things that we hit and it's antimicrobial so nice this is the the cherry on top nice yeah
3: Mm-hmm. That's what I needed. I'm like, that makes sense.
2: You're sold? You I sold? will buy from you. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that was the easiest sale marks ever made. That's funny. They- now that we look back on six months of data, I like, think it is ladies, women are the most purchase people you know which is not something i thought of originally. i'm thinking oh, this no. is a guy thing we're changing the filters we're buying but who do you
0: think produce
3: that yeah. no
2: well hold. that was the, the educational that thing. was
0: like so our hockey team is moving to a new rink and the new uh manag- the new team managers i talk to the moms because they control the calendars correct they control the purchase and, the and that's why i'm always talking like whenever we're talking about the show and i'm like hey you want to you want a really great space to advertise to women between the ages of 30 and 55 who are the decision makers and financial holders in the house Hold.
2: yes i'm starting to figure that Talk out because girls who
0: i do mean stuff. honestly at the end we of have the sponsorship day, opportunities for you right the vendor <laughs> like wife said change filter
2: Exactly, I'll change yeah.
0: filter <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay,
2: it's hard it's hard enough to get us to do things in the house as it is we're not going to go and buy something that's going to have to i mean i already, I already, I already else. Like,
0: laid the groundwork i'm like i have to take the filter out pull the ladder yeah. out put it all there <laughs> because i fucking can't reach it <laughs> Because my short ass can't reach where the filter needs to be changed. And that could be your next marketing thing, like filter changing for short people. What's your next invention?
1: uh, The ad could be like a little T-Rex on a ladder. I can't quite reach it.
0: Yeah. Or alligator. Scott makes comments all the time about alligator ribs. Because I'll be like, can you reach whatever? He's like, yeah, I can. I'm like, fuck you. Can you just go get it? (laughs) Like, I I know you can reach it. Would you please get it for me?
2: The funny thing was we did our first trade show. It was the Downtown Raleigh Home Show in February. And and again, I'm out there with a mindset like all the guys are going to love this new invention. And they just walk by and they just, even though I'm giving a great demo and showing them and it looks great, they just walk by and then the wife would come afterwards and she'd stop. She, Oh, what's this? And she called the husband back, hey, yes. Yes. you need to see this. And the other thing was, we were like, nobody's going to know what the filter sizes are, so they're not going to bat the show. We're going to have to wait. And then going home, checking it, and coming back to The, the wife
3: pulls up her phone. The
2: wife pulled the phone. Yes. out. So, the you know did
3: the
2: phone. Yes. So I said, like, if you know your size, we could send you up right here today. And the husband, I don't know them. And the wife was like, I got you. And she pulled out her phone in the little note section. Yes! 220 like, by 20. So 14 by 20. And it was, yeah. that was the... The, the moment where I was like, all right, that is my target audience yep. is women. They are the ones that are doing the shopping, purchasing. So, yeah. Yeah. I a, out there. yeah.
0: Managing the household. There there are certain things that I, I think that, like, I don't worry about the lawn and I don't worry about the, there are certain things, but I notice when the filter needs to be changed or if, like, I, we miss the date or whatever because I can't breathe as well.
2: You see, <laughs> how do you see stuff growing on it, right? You look, well, up, I don't uh, see the crime, uh,
0: but then I'll look up and be like, Oh, that's why I'm sneezing more. Like, right. Scott, like we forget, we missed the date, and there's enough going on. But if it was something that like it was being delivered to my door and I didn't have to worry about it, and it's already on the set schedule, and yeah,
2: the the, the, the tough part is because it's kind of hidden away, so nobody sees how bad yeah, it's getting. It's, yeah. it's not like your your lawn at the front where you can see yeah. the weeds growing, you can see it getting taller. Like, we need to cut the grass, true. You know? This is getting a hidden thing, so f- true for us, what we do is. Mm-hmm. Take away that uh, memory part of it and just have it just ship. Yeah, Yeah. I have an address to remember.
3: From a logistical standpoint, how difficult is it to invent and get a patent and all those things to where you're like, now I'm going to just sit back like the guy in the office above?
2: Yeah, it's definitely been a challenge. I think the worst part of it was the the actual inventing part, the plastic part, because that wasn't easy. You kind of get turned around in different corners and just never get the resolution of the results. And even now, in the last few months, we're, like, we're still carrying out the kinks because we've never done a direct-to-consumer product. Like We ne- we had no clue how to fix this and ship stuff and, and just figure it all out. But it's one of those things. You, you think it's daunting, like even just a website and Shopify. It's like, I'm never going to be able to do that. Once you get into it and you figure it out, you're like, all right. I got this.
0: Isn't you're basically that, chunking it down into right. the smaller. Yeah, step. but okay. isn't and isn't that the lesson for every entrepreneur? Yes, that like you, it is scary. It is daunting. It is what the fuck am I doing? I don't know how to do this. And and I'm like, I can't. I I and you sit there and you're just frozen. And then when you actually do it, you're like, that was easy. Anything like a marathon? Oh, I'm going to yep. be a triathlete. No, thank you. No, <laughs> yeah. that may not be the best. <laughs> well, I'm going to do the
3: first yes. 10 steps. Yes. Oh, those first yeah. 10 steps aren't bad. I'll do another 10. And yeah. then before you're like, oh, look, I ran around the block.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right. in those 10 steps, you're going to fall over a couple of times. You're going to make mistakes. You just have to make sure that you learn from it. You don't do it again. You know, Even one of our major purchases, like we thought we had figured out, we had these new plastic frames coming to us to make in our warehouse and they sent the raw material. That was like a nightmare for us. Like, what do we do? We kept trying to make them. They were breaking on us. Like you've got, thousands of dollars worth of inventory here that is not going to work but it just sent us in a different direction we bought a machine that would do it and melt it and kind of heat it for us and that's the best thing that ever happened so at a tragedy or an issue turned into something we probably should have done from the beginning anyway
3: right it points you into the right direction yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah.
3: Yeah, every misstep or every stressor is just pointing you into the right direction
2: yeah yeah yeah. so it was it all worked out yep awesome
0: love it fantastic so mark Tell our listeners how they can find you.
2: Yes. So they can find us <laughs> for their home air filters. They can find us at uh, filters, direct USA filters, direct USA. And if they're interested in for in their commercial business, we are FSI mechanical.
0: Connect with us at girls Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would
3: be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And And you do you, boo.
1: We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.